time for another wrestling podcast. All right, all right, all right. Are you fucking kidding me? Guys, I got blocked again on Twitter. I'm your mark of marks. That's the most reliable source on the interwebs. The social assassin at your disposal, bitches. Guys, I, I broke the golden rule. You're uh, an asshole. You're a fucking <laughs> asshole. I fell into the trap of social media. I, uh... I wasn't thinking. I didn't think about it because I scrolled through Twitter. I'm on Twitter. You're and an I, asshole. I'm not, I, are we talking to Steve Credo right now? Is this Credo? <laughs> we had yeah, somebody else. Sounds like somebody else we know. Let's we, fill in. Let's fill in the listeners of why we're pissed off right now. I'm not gonna exactly uh, tell you what was told to us this morning, but I wake up on my fucking one day off. You know, it's like 10 o'clock. I get to sleep in. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'm going to fucking wake up and tug on my peck. And let me grab my phone and find the right video. And I get a, a text from Credo in our in our glorious group chat that gives us NXT spoilers. Ah, uh, man. I, I always look at that. I always look at the messages when you guys come through. And the second I saw that, this motherfucker <laughs> is high right now. <laughs> what the? I, like, I... You understand, man. I, I love you guys. I wasn't but thinking. You pissed me off, man, because I love to watch my NXT as if I'm watching it live. Yeah. Well, and wh- now I know that something <laughs> big is going to happen. Thank you, by the way. Oh man, when I saw well, it. You know what? You know what though? I, I, because he told us what was going to happen. I did read about it. They did film two uh, different. Endings to the match. Tough. So he could be wrong. Could be wrong. We'll have to find out next week. See how mad you are still. Then, but I, I, I wasn't thinking. I saw it. I, I thought it was almost like I didn't see. Uh, I guess when I saw it, I didn't see. Hey, this doesn't happen till like a week or so from now. I thought it happened because I didn't. I don't. I, I like I said. I watch Raw live, uh, and I'll DVR SmackDown, and I'll watch NXT whenever I can. So I figured it happened. And we complained. We had like two shows about this already, about fucking spoilers. And what do I do? I fucking This was literally it. last fucking oh, week. The worst. Credo. Credo, you're terrible. Dropping the you ball. You know what? <laughs> huh. You should but, put yourself on the list of Credo. I'm on my own list. I made my oh. list. Well, you know, it was a crazy weekend regardless. We still got to see some good wrestling. And if you watch the Royal Rumble, you probably work two shifts, 5 p.m. to 12 a.m. Are you kidding me? That was the fucking, like, pre-show plus full show, 12 a.m.? What the fuck is going on? Uh, guys, <laughs> what, it's it, that long, man. I'm, like, I'm afraid for mania. I'm, like, I have to, like, test or pace myself so I don't drink so much because I'm going to have to be... I don't want to miss anything for a fucking 10-hour show or whatever it was. Man. I'm going to miss a lot because I'm sitting behind the stage. Behind the stage. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to have to piss. You're sitting behind the stage. Cooter's going to be the only one to be able to see it. I'll tell you something, though, man. Like, my, my buddy had a Royal Rumble party um, because he wanted to show off his brand new, like, 110-inch uh, projector screen, which the thing was fucking amazing. But I will never watch a pay-per-view event with casual fans ever again. <laughs> it not only was this pay-per-view long, but and I love some of my friends, but they annoyed the shit out of me because they know I, I'm the like the hardcore wrestling fan and they're the casual fans and they don't really follow it well enough like we do and they don't know anything outside the WWE bubble. So they don't know anybody from NXT. 
They don't know anybody from the UK NXT brand. Mm. You know, I had guys that didn't know who Finn Balor was. It, it was annoying. They they asked me why is this guy Pete Dunne wearing a one piece bathing suit? <laughs> like they they were just so confused. It, it it was annoying, and I'm just I, I'm never doing that again. And I will only watch a long ass event and suffer with people that actually enjoy the product. I I'll mean, suffer with you me, guys one day. For me, the best part of the fucking Rumble night was our group chat. Because quite frankly, you know, we should raffle off tickets, you know, to help pay for like our overhead. We can't get sponsors. We can't. But we should just allow like one person to buy his way in and we'll raffle it off. You know, you can be in the AWP creative group chat during a pay-per-view for for WrestleMania for like a set price, dude. I like that. That was that was pretty, dude. You you kind of stole the show this time, Credo. You're a dirty motherfucker. What did I do? And uh, uh, what did you away all do? the secrets? <laughs> oh my god! I'm just don't saying. give away don't give away too much. They got to pay for that detail. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm 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 just you know, woo. My goodness. Well, I, I will just say one thing, Credo. You know, there were a lot of. Asian superstars. <laughs> yeah, I noticed the Royal that Rumble, and you know, I'll leave it to the readers' imaginations because we know how Credo feels about the Japanese and now the Chinese. Apparently, I thought I was watching the sequel to Crazy Rich Asians. What the hell is going on? <laughs> it was like, uh, it's definitely crazy. But no, last week we talked about you know what was going to change. This had to be the pay per view of change and. Brock wins again. This is all we're going to get, Credo. I'm going to throw wins out some again. stats. Oh. I'm going to throw out some stats. All right. Based on some of our predictions last week, Credo was saying this is going to be the new the new WWE. It's all about what we want. Here's a list of what Credo wanted. <laughs> Shane McMahon and Miz to not win the tag team belts. Uh. They won the belts. If WWE doesn't let Finn Balor win, they're just, like, screwing the fans over. And Brock Lesnar wins again. Um, you know, I think he wanted a little bit more white Royal Rumble, but there were a lot of uh, Asians. And uh, I will say this, Credo. You did pick, out of your three picks for possible NXT superstars in the men's Rumble, you picked Gargano and Aleister Black. Hmm. Mike Cologne. Should put money on this. Oh God, Cologne said that fucking Becky Lynch should beat up our truth and win the men's Royal Rumble. You literally said that at the end of the show last week, Mike. That wasn't a prediction. That was just me throwing, you know, shooting the shit out there. I did not say that would definitely happen. I know, but that was like that was something you said might happen. But the point I said is, if it does, that almost it did happen with Nia Jax is what I'm trying to say. Ugh. Yeah, that was, that was wow. That was like it was bad, but it was funny. Yeah. Um. At the same time, like I I enjoyed it because I hate Nia Jax, and I also enjoyed it because of the fact that like if you went on Twitter the next day with the feminist groups like protesting it and arguing about it, it was hilarious. Yeah. Found yeah, it. And, and all I saw was a big uh, was a big Samoan woman attacking an African American <laughs> from behind. Oh. And stealing his opportunity that he earned. That's the biggest, the biggest pop of that was when they ca- they showed the camera and they put the camera on Randy Orton lurking 
<laughs> ready to set up the RKO. That crowd went nuts. Yeah. When he was setting that up. So, oh man. One, one more thing I'm gonna throw out. Yeah. One more thing I'm gonna throw out was the idea that I had for Finn Balor losing to Brock Lesnar and then entering the Rumble because he was gonna be Mr. Tenacious. He wasn't gonna stop and then win the Royal Rumble. It didn't happen. They used that exact same idea for Becky Lynch. She lost her title match and then won the Rumble. Don't get me started on how she lost that title match. I, I, the fact that she tapped, it just defeated everything for me. And going Nobody against somebody who's going to do some mission. It, it just defeated. Like, if people are going to compare her to Stone Cold from now on, just go jump off a bridge, please. Because Stone Cold never tapped to the sharpshooter. He passed out. Yeah. And that's what made him. It's the, the sharpshooter. It wasn't the Oscar lock, bro. I understand that, but if Becky is going to be the man and come off as this person, she should have just passed out. That's how they should have booked it. She should have never tapped. Not only that, Oscar had that lock on for four seconds. Go back and watch it. Four seconds, uh. and Becky was tapping. There wasn't even a fight. And then you want me to believe that she earned a spot or deserves a spot in the Royal Rumble? Like... I don't understand how that wasn't brought up on SmackDown this week. It was like, how are you the man when you tapped out? <laughs> Ronda had full ammunition to attack that, and she never did. Yeah. I would have been oh. all over that. Yeah, I get like the and, and, to... and I love Becky, too. Don't get me wrong. I love the character, but she should have never tapped out. All right, so we have Becky as the Royal Rumble winner for the women. Uh, that altercation on Raw, guys, I mean, some people loved it, some people hated it. You know, her kind of put in almost like Ronnie on the spot, if you will. Uh, what, what do you guys think about this? Because uh, this is potentially the main event for WrestleMania 35. Ronda's not, I don't think, is that good on the spot promos, but I personally feel for what she said, even though it probably wasn't the greatest, was probably one of her best on the spot promos she's ever had in the WWE since arriving. So it, now that's saying a lot. I mean, if you will, she's still trying to be that face, but you see when they kind of egg her on, she's just, I don't know. She just wants to, she can't handle that crowd. heat, Credo Bubba. Let and me that, tell you, that was, that's what, something that's what was crazy is that crowd, that, man. That, tell me about that. They booed the fuck out of her, and she did not know how to react to it. And that promo at the beginning was trash. And when Becky came out and showed her how you cut a fucking promo, wow. But I'm going to say this. Ronda's rebuttal was straight fucking fire. That... She's been a household name for 10 years in a sport that didn't even want women in it. Mm. Like, wow, you talking trailblazer status. This is what I've done, bitch. And everybody <laughs> knows in reality that I could kill you with the snap of my fingers for real. Like, oh, shit. And that wasn't even the WrestleMania crowd. That was Royal Rumble crowd. Granted, yeah. that's a lot of fans, but that's still like one third of what you're going to get at WrestleMania. Her the first promo she cut was bad. Yeah. I mean, the the worst thing she could have did against a smart crowd was admit that she bumbled, that she stumbled. Because at one point she's like, "All right, you guys got me. You made me stutter." You you don't do that to a smart crowd that wants to get themselves over. You don't because they they're gonna take that and they're just gonna keep going with it. Now you fast forward past the Bailey match, 
and you go right to that promo with, with Becky Lynch. The, the whoever the main like the main event for the guys are, whether the WB title or the Universal title, they have a hell of a job to do to try to get us emotionally invested into what they're doing as if just like how I am invested into the Becky versus Ronda saga right now. They are doing a hell of a job making me believe that this is the main event at WrestleMania. I don't think anything else needs to be the main event for WrestleMania. That being said, Charlotte is going to find her way into this match somehow. It's going to be a triple threat. I mean, the interwebs are saying it, so it must be true. But, I mean, I think that's that's the plan they're going with. Uh, let me ask you guys this. I mean, for me, I want to see a one-on-one match. But are you guys okay with Charlotte getting interjected into this match? Uh, I think the crowd's going to turn on both of them. Like you saw them turn on Ronda to where they want Becky don't fucking get in their way kind of a thing to where you add Charlotte in there. She, she's already accomplished so much. She doesn't need to do it. And if they add her, she's just going to get booed to shit too. I mean, her and Ronda are just going to get booed. I mean, Becky is the one that they want. And that's, I, I don't upset the fans. I think don't do it. I, I'd say just leave it one-on-one give Charlotte Oscar again, or some kind of multi-match for the SmackDown Women's mm-hmm. Championship. Do not ruin it. Do not get in the fans' way because it's that error, man. It's our, it's what we say. And if you bring her in, you're gonna kind of ruin Charlotte to where you're just gonna have fans turn on her for no reason other than she's in the main event. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want her in the match, but not necessarily for that reason. I don't think they're gonna turn on her. It's New York. New York is fucking bizarro land. There really is no rhyme or reason. Would I boo Charlotte Flair personally? Probably not, because I think the person who's going to have that kind of heat is going to be Ronda, just because wrestling fans are looking at Ronda as, you don't belong here. You have this belt. They're making you look unstoppable. These are the people who built a, a women's revolution when you weren't here. So I could see Charlotte getting the cheers, not, not Becky Lynch cheers, but I could see the crowd respecting Charlotte and everybody just dumping on, on Rhonda. Now I don't want Charlotte and I, I would love to see a rematch with her and Oscar. I think it has to be a one-on-one, but I think WWE might be nervous that, Ronda might shit her pants in New York. Yeah. <laughs> she might pull a Sid, dude. Like, granted, she's made invented pay-per-views for UFC. But those are real uh, fights, not fucking... Yeah, I mean... Timing it out and, yeah. This isn't a work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is... It's always... This is a work. This is a performance. This isn't kill or be killed. You know, it's... it's it's. I think it's a different type of butterflies, personally. I, I know she's in these high-pressure situations, but... That I think your biggest crowd was in Australia, wasn't it, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's like to be in a professional wrestling ring, but I do know what it's like to be in a cage, and it's it's a different type of butterflies. Yeah. And that quote that Mike Tyson says is the absolute truth. I know this from experience. You have a game plan until you get until punched, you get punched in, the in the face, and then <laughs> next thing you know, you're literally going off the fly. Now. My question with with, uh, Charlotte, I'm just going to say that I don't want her in there. I want a traditional one-on-one match. Uh But if they want to incorporate storyline, Charlotte does have a valid reason why she should be in that match. 
because A, Becky Lynch was never supposed to be in the Rumble. Charlotte should have won the Rumble. B, Becky Lynch tapped. And C, Charlotte beat the Empress of Tomorrow, Asuka, and made her tap. Charlotte, in my opinion, I love Becky Lynch. Charlotte is one of the best female wrestlers, if not the best wrestler on that roster. She is probably in the world, maybe even in history. And that's not even using her last name. I'm just calling her Charlotte right now. I'm not saying it's because she's Ric Flair's daughter. I'm saying it's because she is the person that did that. She's the person that got herself over. So if she interjects herself in that match, give me something different. Like I was listening to Busted Open this morning and Bully Ray brought up this topic and I thought it was brilliant rather than having a traditional trip threat make it an elimination style how they used to do it in ECW mm. where freeway dance yeah freeway dance and then I brought up a point to somebody earlier today and I even brought it up on Twitter what if they threw a swerve at us and the first person eliminated was Ronda mm. like just like how remember when Taz defended the bite the, uh, the belt against oh, yes. and Mike Awesome. Yes. You, thought Taz, you thought Taz was this unstoppable beast. And all of a sudden, when Taz got pinned, that whole arena, just like the air just got sucked out of it. But like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? We're guaranteed a new champion. Yeah, They can do that at WrestleMania where Ronda's the first girl eliminated. And actually, you know, you're guaranteed a new champion. And I guarantee you, you get rid of the weak, the weak link, Ronda. And I don't want to take anything away from Ronda because Ronda's amazing in the ring, but she's not as good as those two girls. No. You take Ronda out of that picture, and I guarantee you're going to have a classic with those two in the ring. No, yeah, I, and on both of your points, though, I, I see, I could, I, I understand where she adding Charlotte is definitely like that crutch because. You know, if you think about it, it is a different kind of a match for for Ronda on that spotlight, and especially when everybody's booing you, it, it definitely changes probably how you're gonna react on certain things. But at the same time, too, I mean, uh, Ronda has been having good matches. I mean, she had a great match with Charlotte uh, at Survivor Series. I mean, it's a mm. different type of match, and I think she can hold her own. But at the same time, it, it is if WWE isn't feeling. Uh, you know, a little bit afraid about what's going to happen. I think by adding her, we could see that happen. But after all that, what the hell do you do with the damn SmackDown Women's Championship? Because now that just almost feels like the, the Women's Intercontinental Championship. You know, it's like, do you put Asuka on the pre-show? Or what, what kind of match do you give Asuka to kind of, like, <laughs> say that this is a Women's Championship too? Because on one hand, we have one championship that's main eventing the show. And, oh, yeah, our other women's championship, she's just on the, 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 the pre-show. Or, like, what, where, how do you... And you know what's, you know what's fucking do? funny about that is... Well, no, see, I would be wrong. I was going to say, imagine Asuka had won that last year. So, yeah, the woman who's uh, the women's champion uh, is on the undercard, but she defeated two of the women who were on the main... Or, or in the main event. Yeah. Now, now, who... Like, if, if Charlotte is put in that match and it becomes a triple threat... Who's ready for Oscar? Like yeah. And if the if the women's title match is on for SmackDown is on the pre-show, talk about evolution. Oof, evolution. <laughs> like, I know. There to... there's nobody left on that roster that's really okay. worth watching. I'm telling you, yeah. they they need to reevaluate all their titles. Like they need to have. You got the Intercontinental one, the United States on one. You have the Universal on one. You have the WWE on one. The Women's Championship almost needs to be like that. Like you have the Women's Championship on one, and then you have the 
women's intercontinental or whatever, and then you have like the the tag championships on one, and then you know it's. All right, you're confusing me. But you know what I mean? Like they have to have one of stop having two women's championships, two tag team championships. You know, like they need. All to, right, how about this? Here's a great idea. Here's a great idea. All right, you've already basically made it a triple threat. Why why doesn't Asuka come right down and say, I got nobody to face, and I got this here belt, motherfucker. So why don't we throw this one on the line, too, winner take all, and make it a fatal four-way? I'm trying to picture Asuka saying that with her accent, too. Nobody's ready for Asuka. Fatal four-way. Take everything. Yeah. So many options. I love it. I wish we could book the damn show. Oh, because what? Yeah, you're right. Who on SmackDown faces her? I would hate to be booking that show right now, to be honest with you. The, the easy stuff is out of the way. Now you got to think of, you know, stuff like who's going to face Oscar that's going to be WrestleMania worthy. You know, what are you going to do with the U.S. title? Like, it, there's so many things that, you know, we shit on the writers and the producers, but then we, you know, you really think about the job that they have to do, and you're just like, shit. Like, nope. nobody's ready for Oscar right now. Billy <laughs> Kay or no? Uh-huh. The road yeah. to WrestleMania, and I'm fucking exhausted already from the fucking 20-hour Royal Rumble. Anyway, going back a little bit, let's talk about Finn Balor, because this whole match, why is it every time nobody can just beat Brock Lesnar in a wrestling match? Why does, like, a table have to be involved? Uh, he gets hit between the legs. Like, it, it, something silly has to happen that he has to get worn down with, and then he loses. But Because that's the only way it's going to be believable for a 185-pound fucking man going up a, a, to a 300-pound beast. No, That's sh- why, Credo. Okay, okay. Well, well, after that, then, the next night, you have Seth Rollins taking, what, I think it was like five F5s, and then he's still able to get on the mic and saying, you know, I want more or whatever. I'm like, you're going to tell me that Brock Lesnar can beat Roman Reigns, can beat uh, Daniel Bryan, can beat Finn Balor, but, you know, Seth Rollins, same kind of builds, maybe a few pounds more, but still... Yeah. Still a little guy that Seth Rollins all of a sudden is going to have that whatever in him to beat Brock Lesnar. So that's just, uh, I think it's ridiculous. But I get keeping it on him till WrestleMania. But okay, going back to Nia Jax real quick. Wait, because... wait, 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 wait. Question. Do you think it's it's more bullshit that fucking Rollins is no-selling practically his F5? You, you, you get what I'm saying? Like that, that just makes no sense to me. So you're going to let Roman Reigns kick out of his F5 like 10 times at WrestleMania, but Braun Strowman is not going to kick out of one or two. How, yeah. how many? <laughs> yeah, I forget but, how many. But Seth Rollins many. is going to talk shit to him after five? Nope. Are you <laughs> fucking kidding me? Like if I'm Brock Lesnar, I'm going up to Vince and chucking that belt at his head and being like, dude. When are you going to let people stop kicking out of my fucking finisher? I have three moves, <laughs> and one of them's a finisher, and everyone's kicking out of it. Oh, man, that video was great, though. You bring that up. That after that was right after the Rumble, too. They, they showed it, and it, people are almost thinking that that was, like, after the Rumble, but where he threw the belt at Vince, I, I love it. That was That's some real footage. That's uh... <laughs> you, you know, that, that I watched that documentary before we, we got on, and I wanted to see more to yeah. it because they they gave you the the teaser in the beginning of it and then towards the end they That's gave you the same thing again and then that was it there was no closure to it there was no follow-up with it like i i, I want to know what happened mm. like all i heard all you saw was the belt can chucked and you heard asshole <laughs> and then, 
<laughs> that was it. And then, oh, the best part was like, so go back and watch it again, right? When, before Lesnar walks through that curtain, there's a referee standing there. And then when Lesnar walks in, that referee just like jumps up against the wall, like awkwardly, but like scared for his life. <laughs> and then when Lesnar threw that title, it was like, Everybody was quiet and just like scared. <laughs> if I could, Seth Rollins is sitting right there too by yeah. the door. Watch, go back and watch the atmosphere in that room. Don't watch Lesnar anymore. Go back and watch the atmosphere. It is hilarious to watch. Oh man, I, I, yeah, I really wish we knew some more behind that because it, people were saying online like the, the the finish was changed halfway that you know it wasn't going to Roman that they they kept it on Brock and. Man, I, I wonder what that's like, though, being in a match where you go over it, Roman's winning with this, and then all of a sudden the ref's like, what does he say? Vince says, that's it, you're keeping it, or something, you know, like, you, you, you have to change it on the dot then just because of, what, the crowd? Or I wonder what happens in that match that makes him say, I'm not putting it on Roman right now, or something, I don't know. Uh, back to the Rumble really quick. Let me vent about this. Nia Jax, why do we have a women's Rumble when a woman can just enter the men's Rumble later on? Let's just like saying, well, why can't the men enter the women's Rumble? Or Nia Jax did not belong in that, even though I loved seeing her get her ass kicked. But come on, fucking Nia Jax. The only reason she's there is because she's the fucking Rock's cousin. She would not be anywhere else where, where she is right now without that fact right there alone. But fucking Nia Jax. Uh... <laughs> I'm just, it's, she's not good. She's not good on the mic. She's not good in the ring. She's just a big fat Samoan, and that is it. And she just wow. happens to be related to The Rock. That's her resume. He just went racially. Now it's Samoans you don't like, dude? Japanese it's and Samoans? She is Rikishi Shit. with fucking spandex on. That is it. <laughs> that is it. As much, as much as I hate Nia Jax, and, like, I, I just can't stand her. And from listening to you vent about it, I think the WWE accomplished what they wanted to do. I know. We're, they're, we're they're... talking about her. We're talking how much we hate her. She's getting the heat that they're going for. They accomplished something. All right. Let's not talk about her then. Let's prove a point. <laughs> let's prove a point. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, fucking 5 p.m. till 12 a.m. That's a fucking long time to de- dedicate for a fucking rumble. And I granted, yes, you have a women's rumble and a men's rumble. That women's rumble was drawn the fuck out. That was like, there was just... I, I feel like the women, women, granted, I just don't know if they ha- the timing is right. Uh, like that the was whole- some of the best moments in our group chat, though, Credo. I know, well, Maria Canella, <laughs> who did, it was Maria Canellis that I'm pointing out, and uh, what the fuck's her name? With the head- Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox, the whole fucking top hat thing. That lasted longer than it should have. Like, it should have been a five-second fucking thing with the hat, and that's it. And it's like... I feel like they don't have their timing down on a lot of things, and they just draw it out, and it's so long, and I don't know. That women's rumble was night and day compared to what it was last year. Yeah. Well, last, last year, year was great. All... Yeah. yeah la- last year was great, and then this year it dragged. I found it co- so boring. I could not get into it. it. It was just terrible, and I think it went on a lot longer than what it was supposed to, and I felt so bad for Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles to have to go out there after the crowd was just completely worn out and just exhausted from that match Mm. because that crowd was not into it at all. That crowd woke up during the Lesnar and Balor match, but they were just not into the match with AJ and and Daniel Bryan. And it's not the the performers. I think it was just that women's rumble. It just dragged. Yeah. And the the difference, Credo, I'm going to say between this year and last year, last year, 
the first women's rumble, you had a lot of surprise entrants. Mm. You had yeah. Trish, you had Beth Phoenix, you had all these God, even Kelly Kelly, Tori Wilson was in it. So there was a lot of surprises. Even Michelle McCool. I mean, that was awesome. Now this year, what, Maria was your surprise entrance? I, I, I didn't get it. Yeah. Not that I expected, like, a lot of surprise entrance because you pretty much used anybody that you could use for future Rumbles last year, right? Yeah. And and, and the one thing I want to add, too, because I was load. watching it. Yeah, I was watching it with <laughs> I was watching it with a bunch of casual fans. And the WB they love to like ring in casual fans, right? We all know how they're obsessed with that. Well, I these casual fans that I was with, the majority of them were just going home after cuz they're it, they just couldn't find interest in it. They weren't invested into it. They didn't like it. So like half the party that I was at left before the AJ Styles match because they want. They weren't gonna wait till midnight to see the men's Royal Rumble. You can't really blame them. I really. I don't blame it at all. No, definitely don't. Did, did anybody else? If you weren't at a party and you were at home, would you have stayed up? Because I was pretty close to going to bed, dude. Right? I'm like, I, it, it's like eleven o'clock. I gotta go to fucking work in the morning. The only reason why I stayed up was to watch the Balor and Brock match and then the men's Royal Rumble. Those are the only two reasons. If the women's Rumble closed again this year, I would have went to bed. No. I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. Well, once again, going back to last week, we said what, what had to change. You know, I, I wanted Finn to win. I, I thought it was a great match. Finn, he Brock, I think balances himself out when he has these smaller guys because you get the little workhorses around him, and it, it's not too big behemoths like the Undertaker and Brock, and it's just like it gets a little bit boring. But when you have a guy like Finn doing a lot of crazy flips, right, <laughs> or doing just a lot of crazy stuff, it, it's fun to watch. Um, but once again, let's go back to the whole Shane McMahon f- effect. Uh, 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 almost it seems like every year now. <laughs> Shane, like uh, I was so happy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like book it. It's 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 like once again, Daddy owns the company. I'm gonna make myself the champion. There are so many other guys, so many other teams, and it's like they could put these championships on to make it so much more meaningful. And it's like if this this championship has to change hands before WrestleMania, like the next pay-per-view, they need a match, and then whatever they're going to get Shane into again this year, what just get the belts off of him because it's, start, it, it, it's ridiculous. I don't want to see Shane go into fucking Mania with The Miz with as a tag team champion. That's like... Come on, you know, like stop booking yourself in the fucking main events like certain Credo. other people on certain shows. Well, that's gonna be the match. Credo, I, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna lie. When they won those titles, I was laughing my ass <laughs> You're laughing off. Because I know, right? I was like, oh, Credo's got to be going ballistic. And then I'm thinking to myself on SmackDown when they had that fucking, uh, was it a four corners elimination match for the number one contenders? I'm like. Oh my God! If Heavy Machinery wins this, Mike Colon and Steve Credo are both gonna go fucking ballistic, dude. Oh, it's just I, I watched the, I, oh, so I watched them get that clean win on a new day, and I didn't I forgot that it was in an elimination match. Mm. And when I saw them get that clean win, I, I literally just froze for a second. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's almost at a point though. Even though we have these two huge rosters, that it's I think it's almost I think. We can almost go to uh, unifying these kind of titles. Like, there doesn't need to be two tag titles for each show. I think having one tag, cha- like tag titles, uh, champions that go back and forth to Raw would be fine. If especially if they don't have enough people. But 
man, you know, I think that's what's going to happen with the women's tag team championships. It's just going to be one tag title that yeah. goes back and forth. And it's just, you're getting to a point now. I love championships, but we're getting a little bit crazy now. Too much shit going on. Go back to oh, that. Oh, Credo, you love those championships. You just hate the names on them. I know. I know. Well, <laughs> Uh, well, uh, overall, the, the Royal Rumbles, though, I mean, it, it was fun to watch. Who's that girl, that uh, Ninja Warrior? That was an awesome spot to fucking put your legs on the post and then pick yourself up like that. That was a good spot to Casey, do. Casey, oh, I remember. She was the one who dressed as, like, Superman or Superwoman when she was on an uh, American Ninja Warrior, I think. She's dating Ricochet right now. Oh, that's right. And she is signed to NXT. She's not on the NXT roster page. But according to Wikipedia, she is training down in developmental. She was in the Mae Young Classic. Are you she are you was. telling me Ricochet broke up with Tessa Blanchard because she didn't get signed by WWE? I don't know. I, you know, that was a <laughs> shock to me because I didn't even – I thought him and Tessa were still together. And then I saw the video of them – of him and that Casey chick and he okay. was like almost crying because he was so happy for her. And it, I was so confused. And it's like they haven't been friends that long to be crying like that. Yeah, you know? it's I like, know. It's weird. So, yeah, I mean, she actually is very good. I saw this video where I forgot who she was wrestling. It was an NXT house show. And she did this crazy her Karana to a head scissors and then flipped up into a stunner. And it was the coolest visual that I I saw. And I thought she was going to pull it off at the Rumble with uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, Rhea Ripley, I believe, because they gave them like the space in the ring. And I thought it was going to happen, and it didn't. She just got tossed out. I was surprised they had Rhea Ripley in there. I'm thinking Tony Storm was going to be in this motherfucker. Well, not till after her uh, her leaked video gets some uh, <laughs> time away from the screen. PC. But uh, we got to be PC, Credo. I know, I know. You know, we we can't speak ill or make jokes about women anymore. No more jokes about Charlotte Flair's uh, chest. No more jokes. About Tamina's, well, whatever. Uh, I, I, we're going to have to refrain from <sighs> questioning things about Tamina. We have to ask her or him what her pre- preferred pronoun is. <laughs> preferred pronoun. And I, I think we'll be safe. So, you know, when we're talking about Tamina, use the proper pronoun when we find out what the fuck it is, okay? <laughs> Do you think you could keep yourself PC for... Uh... I, let's let's try a few things. Let's, let's talk a few... Segments, Credo. Go ahead. All right, we'll AE- AEW. How do you feel about people <laughs> uh, talking about it so highly without having a show yet? AEW. It's a great T-shirt company. Uh, you see, I, I actually love that meme. Yeah. I'll take credit for that. I actually really liked. I thought that meme was hilarious when I saw that. That's fantastic. <laughs> that that really made me happy. I, it's a great I, la- I did. I laughed my ass off when I saw that because I mean, like, granted, I, I'm I'm a supporter with it. With AEW, but that that meme was actually pretty funny. <laughs> well, you know, a, a lot of Royal Rumble though. Real quick, uh, NXT Takeover also happened, and you know, man, it's such a different world watching Takeover, especially since it's only like it was only what three hours, or compared to ten hours or whatever. I don't even think it was three hours. I think it was just under. I think it was like two and three quarters. Not that I want to argue over fifteen minutes, but you know what? Fucking, that's just so awesome. Because these pay-per-views went from three hours to four hours, unless it's one of the big four. Then it's even more. And now I'm like, take over, five matches, a little under three hours. That's perfect. 
And all these matches got a good amount of time. I, I really could have done without the opener, though. Just saying. I, 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 I'm uh, Matt Riddle, I'm not sold on him yet. I hadn't seen too much of his stuff on the indies. That wasn't the opener. Well, War I'm talking about that. I know that's the first match I saw. I had to watch that on the replay. All right. Fucking, that's another match I really wasn't too happy with. It, it, it almost seemed like a squash. But back to the Matt Riddle one. Matt Riddle has not really impressed me, but then again, they haven't really put him in the ring with somebody who you're going to have a, a great match with, especially somebody like Cassius Ono, where it was a lot more than just the rope shaking, and I don't want to body shame him, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I think Cassius Ono needs to... I don't know what he was really doing anymore, except for enhancing the new guy stepping up. But if you get if you get Matt Riddle versus like Keith Lee, I think that'll change your mind. Uh, probably a few other guys, but I'd say keep those eyes open. Matt Riddle, I think he's definitely going to impress a little bit. Yeah, well, a guy a guy like Cassius Ono, his role is is pretty much the stepping stone. But um, I've been reading a lot lately on the fabulous interwebs, the world's greatest sources. Um, that allegedly he's out the door soon. He's no longer going to be with the company, so he's not going to get any type of pushes anytime soon. So I wonder where I he's going to go. Uh, I wonder. He'll probably go back to Evolve or the buffet line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chris. Whoa, here. whoa, whoa! Don't body shame him. We're keeping it PC, bro. What would you say to him then? Keeping it PC. I would say. Um, I, I, I could see him going to a smaller promotion, um, and, and I just want him to take care of his health. <laughs> and I'll just leave it at that. Uh. I want you to take a good look at your health and just, you know, do something about it. I worry about him, you know, because those, those jerseys can only really stretch so much. You know, I was, I was looking at an old video from ROH um, – with him, he used to be tag partners with Cesaro. Yes, and world's he, greatest tag now. World's greatest tag team, yeah. And he was basically like as thin as Cesaro was back then. Yep. Like you would never, if you looked at him now compared to what he looked like when he was tagging with Cesaro, two completely different people. Yeah, it's funny because like he, that's why did they let him go or did he just leave or something? Yeah, I forget what happened exactly, but I think it was because of his body. I think they were even telling him that too when he was in NXT the first time, uh, and they, I think they let him go or something happened. And then meanwhile they ha- they hired Kevin Owens, and then it was, <laughs> I, I'm not saying you know it, it put them next to each other, but you know, but it's funny he kind of took his gimmick in a way because he was uh, Cassius Ono KO, and then Kevin Owens came in, and then they gave him the whole KO knockout you know brawler kind of a thing. That's so. part. Not only did they give him the KO gimmick, but, but Kevin is fat. <laughs> so it was like oh my god, I'm such an idiot. The greatest tag team in the world is Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Haas. Yeah, you know what? No, the Kings of Wrestling. Kings of Wrestling, yes. Wrestling, yeah. I, I, I almost had some hate mail. I was thinking that for some reason, too. <laughs> well, overall, though, NXT was great. Gargano got a title, uh, which I, I would have thought if he lost, and then we saw him on the Rumble, that would have been like him moving up kind of thing. But I guess they still have plans for him down there. Uh, but overall, I mean, I don't think there's one bad thing to say. I, NXT was great. I like... The timing was great. The matches were great. There was something for everybody. And it's it's sad, I feel like, to me, that NXT is like the adult wrestling, in a way. But even though it's it's the the, the minor leagues, 
And then the the main roster is the kind of the fucking circus, the kids show. In a way, it's some of the stuff that they're doing. But anyway, I don't have really anything else to say about NXT Takeover. It was a good fucking show. Watch it if you haven't watched it. That's I don't know. There's really nothing to nitpick about. I know. It. I know what you really liked about it, Credo. Was that? Not an Asian in sight. <laughs> Not an Asian on the card, bro. I know. That's okay. I love my Asians. It's all right. I love my Asians. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of Asians, Hideo Itami gone. Asked for his nice release. Segue, bro. You know, <laughs> uh, so hear, hear me out. I got a few things I want to say, then I want you guys to tell me what's going on, because this guy was the top, in, top guy in Japan, comes over, uh, was the top guy for like a week in NXT, then Finn Balor came in, and then the rest is history, right? Now with the big news, Dean Ambrose is being uh, is not re-signing. Now I I know you don't want to hear this, Cooter, but you know with AEW in the works, with Ring of Honor out there, there's a lot of options out there. New Japan. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Because it seems like there's a lot of things going online of why he's. It's like WWE's never done this before. Why would they say his name or why would they say he's not re-signing? Especially it's especially since it's still January when we recorded this. It's gonna be February, and his contract doesn't end till April. So that has to be really adamant that he's not signing, and there's nothing they can say to him to change his mind. So, what do you guys think about this? Are are people just leaving? Are they dropping like flies? Uh, I don't know. They're, they're just... I think, I think the Ambrose thing is a work. I really do. I I don't know why. A part of me is just telling me that it's a work. I mean, I could see him not happy because if you look at how he was when he was on the indie scene as John Moxley, how edgy he was, and then now you have him on on a PG product, which his character isn't a PG character. And I could see him wanting to to do more with it, but he's restricted. I could see him being unhappy. But at the end of the day, I look at this as we're being worked because we're seeing all these rumors going around of people allegedly, you know, wanting their release and all that stuff. And they could probably recreate a CM Punk moment with a guy like Dean Ambrose, where he's out the door in April, so they could build this into something. But then next thing you know, he's back. Or they could just make him sit at home from now till April, and we think all of a sudden his contract's expired, and then next thing you know, he attacks Seth Rollins, who just won the Universal title. That would blow up. You're kind of going off what you said. Somebody stated this uh, online in uh, a group on Facebook uh, that – you know, with all these guys unhappy, I mean, you had the revival that were unhappy, uh, who allegedly asked for the release. Maybe they weren't granted. Who knows? Mike and Maria asked allegedly asked for the release, but they were just literally on 205 in the Royal Rumble, so I doubt they got. You know, they're not getting released. But from the revival, Hideo's gone. Even guys like Dolph Ziggler, who's kind of said he's been unhappy. It, 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 and then now with the whole Dean Ambrose not renewing his lease or his lease, his uh, contract. You know, people are like, uh, you know, maybe they could form a nice little faction of guys who are just unhappy if he had, like, Dean Ambrose, maybe Adolf Ziggler, The Revival, and this little group. Do you think, I don't know, this is just Mark's being wishful thinking, maybe, but could that kind of lead to something, too, where these guys, you just have, like, a group of these guys who just hate the current, you know, status quo or whatever, WWE? Or is that just too far-fetched? Oh, here's an idea. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> hey, keep it PC. <laughs> that was PC. All right. You know what? The PC thing is over now. <laughs> okay. It's 2019. All right. I don't give a fuck. Here's how I honestly feel. We have so much talent down in NXT. 
All right. Somebody like a Tommy who came in with this big. He was a flop, bro. He's the fucking Anthony Bennett of goddamn NXT. Okay. <laughs> Scrub. He even put him on 205 Live, a guy his size. He still doesn't stand out. Yeah. He had one good match on, on 205 Live. God, what's your favorite Hideo Itami match there, Mike Cologne? And Mike Cologne loves, it, uh, lo- loves him some Kenta. Uh, my favorite one was on 205 Live with Roderick Strong. There you go. And those were two guys who weren't even on that fucking roster at that time. And, and he had some good matches in NXT. I mean, he had a match with Finn Balor. He had a couple matches that never really got the notoriety that it should have. But, you know, I mean, and I loved Kenta outside the WWE. But, I mean, you're absolutely right. When he came to the WWE, it just, I just couldn't get into him. Yeah. Like, I, I just I just couldn't. I, w- I was excited. And then once it, the ball started rolling, I'm just like – not into this. I'm not in, and then he moved up to two or five live, and like, oh, maybe this is a breath of fresh air for him. Yeah, it just didn't do anything for him. No, so, and that's I mean, my point. Yeah. you know, is 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 quite simply that, dude, we have all this fucking talent. Some of these guys, dude, they've been on the shelf. We dust them off here and there. Somebody like Zack Ryder. All right, we'll put them on TV once every three months. Dolph Ziggler gets like a nice push for like a month every three months. But you still kind of sort of see him on TV here and there. It's like I'm kind of over these guys. I, I kind of like the fact that we have so much talent. Let's let's start fucking thinning these guys out, man. They have you can't corner the market and all the talent and use it all properly. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. And some of the it's 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 best for both WWE and these guys. They go somewhere else and make a big name for themselves. Maybe they want to come back. Look at Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, two WCW guys who started over there, went to WWE, became big stars, went back to WCW, became even bigger fucking stars. So tell tell me that there's something wrong with that. They should go. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I don't think it's a work, too, only because they kind of kissed his ass in that whole little statement, too, about... You know uh, that we'd really like to see him back in the WWE in the end. You know, in the end, something had to happen that he's just totally upset. I mean, granted, well, he yeah, his wife still works there, Credo. I know. Let me ask you guys a question: Have you ever seen the WWE put out a statement like that for a contract or a wrestler that's soon to be up? Well, so I can't. Punk? No, definitely not. Punk. I can't remember a time where someone like that big didn't want to re-sign their contract. I mean, granted, I hope the Punk thing was a little bit different, uh, but they even made that into a work, though, because it was like, we know, he left, put the, the belt in the fridge and whatnot, but it wasn't like, you know, hey, Triple H is leaving. And so it was almost like, I think they wanted to get ahead of the story so that all of a sudden now people are finding out after WrestleMania, well, how, how come they didn't use Ambrose? How come they didn't do anything with him at WrestleMania? Because he wasn't signing a contract, so why are we going to give him a fucking match at WrestleMania? You know what I mean? So mm. I, I think it's almost to get ahead of the story why he's not getting anything big, maybe. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of kissing his ass, too, because, like I said, at the end, they kind of are like, well, we really wish that he comes back here or whatever they said. But it's weird. It's definitely weird. And I don't know. I guess he kind of has that attitude from what I've seen, uh, you know, just in, in signings and just on TV, you know. And what else, podcast. what else can he do? I mean, you know, he's been tag team champion, U.S., Intercontinental, world champion. He's been everything. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, it, he's coming he, to a pro wrestling tea store near you, John Moxley. And take your fucking wife with you. Do me a favor, because I'm tired of my ears bleeding from listening to that worthless hole talk on my TV. I, I'm over the 
the woman commentator experiment. I think she's okay. But, dude, she just doesn't mix with Cole and fucking my boy Corey Graves. It was a... This past oh. week, this past week, he said so, there was something going on. I wish I remembered it and wrote it down or whatever. But she was saying something, and then uh, Corey Graves he told her to shut up. Yeah, because it was just like nonsense or something. It was, and it was like it was it was weird because it wasn't scripted. You could tell that they were just going back and forth, and it was like, oh, this isn't good at all. The Mandy Rose thing, maybe. I forget. Yeah, and you there know was what? Something I, during that segment, I want to say. And what, what sucks too is with them is every time that her husband or Dean Ambrose was on, it was like they'd always have to ask her, "Well, why does your why is your husband doing that?" It's like break that barrier. Just because they're married doesn't mean we have to talk about them on commentary. Just commentate, you know what I mean? Like we don't have to get involved with your relationship outside of the ring, you know? Like just fucking talk about what's going on. Don't yeah, ask her how. She stays her... backstage and and does the interviews and maybe the occasional fluffing. I don't know. <laughs> just just stay off the commentary because. And I don't want to say that because you know what? I actually enjoy uh, every so often Beth Phoenix when she does commentary. She's not bad. I, I, there's there's something about that worthless hole that that I just makes my ears bleed. <laughs> well, go well, with Dean Ambrose too. Is that uh, the Rumble? He didn't have really a good spot at the Rumble. I mean, he didn't you know really last. He wasn't even in the Final Four. Uh, and then even on Raw, he, I mean, Seth Rollins beat him kind of easy, pretty clean. But he still had a good spot with Triple H, and people were saying like the whole Nia Jax thing was kind of to embarrass him a little bit or something. It almost looked like he was gonna do like a pipe bomb speech, but they kind of threw her out there or something. You know, it was it was weird. Now that you know that he's leaving, if you watch Raw again, it's kind of like weird of how they used him on Raw a little bit. So anyway, Dean Ambrose, we'll see what happens. Get out of here. I'm I'm very excited about this new hemp. <laughs> This new hemp championship by Daniel Bryan, which has to be the greatest. It, it, it's greater than the Stone Cold belt, the fucking rated R spinner or whatever. This is this completes Daniel Bryan right now and his whole gimmick you of what he's doing. You just cracked the code, bro. What's that? You were talking earlier about them doing like press releases for people who might be leaving. What about when Stone Cold quit and fucking Vince acknowledged it live on television and then put the beer in the middle of the ring? That kind of counts, no? Uh, I don't know. It's a little different. It kind of it came off kind of scripted. We got to remember this is like months. So February, March, April, at least now three months until his. I don't know when is his exact contract ending. Like after Mania. It's a little. Or, it's after Mania. Allegedly, they said. So I don't know. I mean, I, they they probably put it out there too, just so dirt sheets wouldn't run wild with it and stretch the truth. You you have the actual source putting it out there. So so many things that could happen. Um, but like I said, this hemp championship wouldn't. <laughs> now, what's funny is that it, it's yes, it's 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 100% renewable, whatever, yada yada yada. But if they sell this on the fucking shop zone site, they're gonna kill so many fucking trees making these fucking replicas because it's gonna be fucking made out of wood and hemp and all this other shit, which is kind of funny because if you think about it, he's trying to <laughs> save the planet. Now we're gonna fucking kill forests for this damn replica so people can fucking have it. Uh, what what do you guys think about this? Is this complete? And and lo and behold, <laughs> Rowan is with him. That just doesn't make sense. Just because he has a fucking ginger beard and fucking we have to stick him with Daniel Bryan. So look at this. Just picture this, guys. <sighs> so that that hemp title, I personally think it's ugly. I think it's just hideous. I I, I thought it was hilarious though. It's hemp. But just imagine the Elimination Chamber. Any one of those guys, other than Daniel Bryan, wins that match, yeah. 
and they have to hold up that hemp title because they're not going to have the actual title there. We're not going to see that actual title to the next SmackDown taping. So at that moment, let's just say a Samoa Joe wins the Elimination Chamber and he has to hold that hemp title. He's going to rip it apart. (laughs) How awkward is that going to look? I'd love to see him destroy it. more awkward is the fact that, dude, how out of shape is the upside-down Sheamus? Did you see the <laughs> gut on that motherfucker? And, Credo, there's another one of your ones that you called that didn't happen. No Bray Wyatt. No, that's a surprise. And I think that just- shocked me. Well, there's another one, too, that surprised me, too. But Bray Wyatt, Lars Sullivan, fucking Nia Jax ate up two of those spots, it seemed like. But, uh, you know, no, figuratively speaking, ate up two spots. But, <laughs> but no, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird. It's like, when do you bring Bray Wyatt back? Because he's a fucking great worker. I don't care what his gimmick is, whether, you know, whatever he's doing. He, that was a great character. And to fucking let him go to waste? Come on. But Rowan, you know what's funny? Because, okay, Rowan d- came out with Brian, and I'm like, hmm, where's Luke Harper? And I looked up Luke Harper's fucking Twitter just to see what the hell he's doing. And he has the most bizarre Twitter going on right now because uh, – <laughs> let me read some of his tweets. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. He's been it's doing Tuesday. that for years. And I'm like, that's all he tweets. He'll retweet some yeah. things that maybe if it's a figure of him. Other than that, somebody's like, like to see Luke Harper uh, – would like to see the sub club. I don't know. Someone's tweeting him and he's like, I'm never coming back. And he tweets the day of the week. And you know what that means? I don't know what that means. <laughs> he's been, he's been doing that for the past two years. This motherfucker I still haven't figured it out. 450,000 followers. And that's all he tweets. Uh, it's so I'm like, okay, so, well, on the good point, we don't have the bludgeon brothers anymore. Thank God. But on the bad <laughs> point, Daniel Bryan doesn't need a fucking in the ginger beard diesel with him. Uh, he was fine as it is. And it's like, man, they really, somebody really loves Harper just to keep putting him with something. I oh, think Rowan. Rowan. Fuck. I would, you know, it would make sense if it was Harper because at least he can work. Yeah. You know? And then like, if there's ever like a turn, at least I, I would be, believe a Daniel Bryan, Luke Harper match. Who gives a fuck about Eric Rowan? What? Whose dick <laughs> is he sucking that he's still working? I know it's just his see size, the back, man. like Pat Patterson having a three-way, taking it from both ends from him and Tamina. Oh man, I mean, god damn it! It's, it's like I'm Daniel- just gonna sit back and just, you know, be patient with it. I had, I think I might be in a minority here. No pun intended. Uh, the fact that. <laughs> I'm actually okay to see where this goes. I am. I'm going to sit back. I'll, I'll critique it in a month when, if it or if it bombs. But for now, I'm just that could be Daniel Bryan's heavy, his heat. I mean, to see how they book it. No, for you sure. You really think that Daniel Bryan needs a heater, though? I mean, come on. That character, yes, because he's coming now. He's starting to kind of come off like a cult leader. Yeah, he's getting his own fucking heat. He doesn't need Eric Rowan, bro. No, but you know, you know how Vince is. He's gotta. Someone's gotta have a heater every he's night. Gotta look strong, yeah. <laughs> so we'll have this whole little Seattle-based uh, NWO or something. I don't know. Of uh, Rowan Daniel Bryan, who's next to join? Are they just gonna repackage the Wyatt family as like Daniel Bryan's Seattle-based? Fucking how funny would that be? Grunge. They were trying to remember the the angle where they were trying to recruit him. 
Yeah, you know, and now it's like, look at where we are now. Fucking Daniel Bryan recruiting them. <laughs> so, fucking. But either way, I, I, I thought it's hilarious because you know what? I honestly, I, I never loved the design of Steve Austin's belt or you know, Cena Spinner or any you know. This belt, it looks exactly like it, and it just fits his character. So it's kind of funny, and I don't see it lasting. To like, if he goes to Mania with that championship after Mania, whoever beats him. Uh, that's it. They'll just stop it. But you know, uh, I think it's funny for for his character. Um, two things going on. I think left to talk about is that our truth winning uh, the U.S. Championship the night after Nakamura regains it. But not only does he win it, he be, not only does he beat Nakamura on SmackDown, he also beats Rusev. And I'm like, what year is it? What is going on right now? Why is why why why? Why? Everybody was high on Rusev. Now it's like they made him a heel again overnight. And he beats Nakamura and Rusev. We're giving it to a 50-fucking-year-old R-Truth. What is happening? What, why? You, just, you know what, though? I, I really liked it. A, fucking Truth is such an athletic son of a bitch. Oh, for sure, yeah. I mean, you have him main event against The Miz and win. You've had him had a match against Daniel Bryan. And they fucking – he stole the show, dude. So can you imagine him with some of these match younger against Daniel guys? Bryan? We, I think that was, he, I think that was he, like – that was a squash match. No. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. That was that match was done in like a couple minutes. Truth had a couple offensive maneuvers, but it definitely didn't steal the show. No, 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 no. I said he stole the show with The Miz. That, when, it, when, they met, when he main evented, it stole the show and won the match. He won the main event in SmackDown against The Miz. Not that that's a big deal, but for somebody like him it is, who uh, we usually I, just see backstage. I have to look this up. I don't remember the match. Ugh, whatever. It's not the point. point <laughs> anyway. The point of it is, is, is he's, he, he's still an athletic freak. Tell me you wouldn't enjoy, like, an R-Truth versus, say, AJ Styles or Ricochet. That would be an athletic athletic contest. Because no, I think he can hang with some, some of these guys who do some of these type of high-flying maneuvers, because he himself does it. I mean, he's he was doing it 10, 15 years before some of these guys were even fucking born, bro. I think we're building... 10, 15 years ago, though. <laughs> I think we're building towards a <laughs> U.S. championship. Still He's still doing it. We're building towards that U.S. championship, I think, ladder match for Mania. I think that's what's happening here, from Nakamura to Vrusev to R-Truth and whoever else is in line. Uh, it's just... I don't know. It just, it just seemed r- random and odd for me. Granted, R-Truth deserves something, I guess, for what he's been doing but uh gets knocked out by nia Jax one night is the uh, united states championship <laughs> united states champion the next so i guess anything can happen uh going back to the rumble though no lars sullivan the dude's still lurking somewhere and uh they actually put out uh a tweet about it i guess he i guess he tweets off uh he, by the name of william christensen he said, there's been a lot of speculation about Lars recently, he wrote. It's true. He went missing several weeks ago, and I was just able to contact him this morning. Lars wants everyone to know that he's in a good place and is sorry to everyone he di- he's disappointed. Uh, and whatever the fuck, the dude's like has a fucking alias on Twitter and speaks about him anyway. Uh, but... People are saying it's still unclear when he's going to be brought back on the road. Triple H said during a recent media call that Lars is in a good place and nothing has really changed. So I guess they're still going to bring him in soon. But, man, the best spot would have been at the Rumble. Best spot would have been in Nia Jax's spot, beating up all those fucking, uh, 
you know, those guys, but I guess I don't know if he's going to even have a place when he comes back because, oh. you know, it's the the machine's got to keep moving. No, for and sure. They had plans for him and he did not fill those plans and Vince is just going to keep the, the machine going and Oh, kind of like the revival, Mike, right? That has nothing to do with the revival. Same fucking thing. You know, the machine's got to keep going, whether you show up to work or not, whether it's for emotional reasons or maybe injuries. We kind of had the same argument. Where, where is this coming from? I just hate you. You 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 make arguments and then you hate on arguments when they don't like benefit just, the guys you don't wait, like. You, you're just talking to get yourself over to create an argument. I'm just speaking about how Lars just had pent whatever happened backstage he left and went missing on his own regardless of what keep it was. Moving. That's what you said. The machine has to keep moving. There was when no I said injuries. that, it was like, oh, there was no injuries. Bad booking. It's bad booking. There, there was okay. no injuries. There was nothing. He did that on his own will. He didn't stay. He left because he had a panic attack or whatever the fuck happened. That's why the machine going, kept right? moving. It's a, comp- yeah. it's a night and day argument compared keeps to going. the revival. Keeps going, bro. It's a I night start- and day argument, though. No, it's not. It's the same argument. It is. Machine's got to keep going. Yeah, exactly. But it's two different reasons why the machine has to keep going. Oh, my God, Ronnie. Oh, stop using that Machine Gun Kelly lyric. <laughs> Get your own material. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. From, uh, <laughs> how about This was kind of bizarre to me that in the Rumble Royal pre-show, they had one member of the Revival and one member of AOP in a match to find out if they would get like a number one contender or something like that. I'm like, why couldn't we just had the revival and AOP and whoever else go against like, like a three way kind of a match. It was like, it was kind of bizarre. So that two guys from each, one guy from each team had to sit off on the show. And that was, I don't know. It was fucking weird. Yeah. I, I didn't, I, when, when that happened, I, I started looking around to see if like, cause I know one of the AOP guys are injured. And then I had to look to see what happened to the other guy, the revival. Did he walk or something? Like I, I didn't know, but he's perfectly fine. Apparently, they just—I I don't know what it was. I've kind of reminded me. Remember WCW back in the day when they had they mixed up the teams? They did like at random drawings, or like they would have like a whole pay per view was like just strange bedfellow tag teams. Yeah, yeah. It kind of reminded me of that because it was just—it made no sense. Mm. It really did. I think they just wanted to, to fill spot. I think they just realized, shit, we booked a fucking 12-hour show. We can't have Jerry the King Lawler talking for two hours of the pre-show. we got to put another match on there. Oh, man. Well, uh, guys, next week we're going to be at uh, NXT Poughkeepsie. So if you're listening to this and you want to meet another wrestling podcast, we'll be in the house, right, fellas? And yes, I'll actually Mike's, have good seats. Mike, yeah, right. You won't be behind the fucking stage this time. Thank God. I'll know. be sitting where you guys were sitting for the 205 Live show. I think that's where probably... I don't know where I'm sitting at. I don't know my tickets till I get to the door. I wanted. To, I meant to ask you guys, how were those seats? They weren't bad. I just... People kept walking. I mean, you're kind of close to the, to the ground, but uh, a lot of people just walking in front. But other than that, they're not bad because you're right in the front, so... Yeah, I think we were what? The, were we in bleacher seats? Yeah, we were the first row, I think, on the bleachers. So it was like that's right where my that's where my seats are for the NXT show. It's first row in the bleachers. So make on the sure, floor I think somewhere, literally where uh, you guys were. Make sure you stand in front of Mike uh, if anybody's going out there that's listening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just be like, I swear to God, I'll fucking throw my beer out of you. Yeah, right, exactly. Hornswoggle can stand in front of Mike and he wouldn't be able to see. <laughs> well, guys, another wrestling podcast.com. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. I hear I swear I was going to be PC today. Look how well that ended up. I didn't body shame Cash's Ono. But I made fun of Mike Colon's height. What the fuck, dude? It's not fair. How's that being not being PC? You make fun of my height. I get made fun of my fucking height every day. I'm Tell me something saying. new. That's that's my point. Like I couldn't lay off. I had to make the joke. I didn't make fun of Cassius Ono. I didn't make fun of Tamina's dick until later on. Into the, oh god. Everyone tell me. Five six. I understand this. All right, cut cut the part out about Tamina's dick, Frito. I'm not even kidding. 